0: Welcome to Balance. This is Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. And today we are talking about managing your finances as an entrepreneur. And before we get into it, if you could do us a quick favor and click follow or subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on today, we'd really appreciate it. Now let's get into it. All right. All right. Let's do this.
1: So the point of this podcast basically is to simplify what people are sometimes intimidated by, whether or not you're a finance person, if you're running your own business, no matter what the business, you need to have your money in order, first Mm -hmm. of all. And for a lot of people that becomes something that's scary or intimidating, but at the end of the day, it's all about getting back to basics and making sure that nothing is really that scary, but having the tools you need to plan properly. So the hope here is that we're able to go through some pretty easy to follow steps, give you some some quick tips that can help you set yourself up for years ahead, for your year ahead, and uh, get yourself ready to make some money, make the money you wanna make. We'll get right into it. I think the uh, the first step and the most important thing is you need to have an idea of how much money you're looking to take home at the end of the year. So in your perfect world, you need to have an expectation. Everybody's different. Um, You know, if you're just starting out, you might have an expectation that is considerably different from somebody who's been doing it a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little bit more difficult to determine that if you're doing something for the first time as well. Yeah. Um, You might not know what the standard is, but at the end of the day, like we do with our business planning, Mm -hmm. um, you need to think about what you need and what you want to reach a certain plateau mm-hmm. and and where your goal is going to be for the year
0: yeah and i think you can you know even though you might not have a benchmark one thing you can do is reach out to fellow colleagues that are working in your um industry and find out from them you know what in your first year did you make um and and kind of get some information from them. Uh, the other thing is, you know, it's kind of easy to determine based on what you're charging for your product or service and how that can break down into, um, your, or not break down or how that can build you up to your annual profit. So in real Mm -hmm. estate, it's, you know, your commission, how many houses do you want to sell? Okay. What's the average price point? How does that translate into commission and add it all up? And that's your ideal profit for the year.
1: Yeah, and be real with it. And then it's really important to understand the difference between revenue and profit, right? Um, A lot of people say, I want to make a million dollars or something like that, or I want to sell a million dollars. That's great. But if you're spending two million dollars to make one million dollars, you're not in a very good situation, right? So profit or income. Um, represents what's left over in the bank after you've covered your expenses and what you actually have to work with, whether it's for saving or investing Mm -hmm. um, or other expenses you might not have identified. So focus on the profit number, focus on income. Um, You're going to be using revenue and you're going to be looking at expenses, which we're going to talk about to determine what that's going to be. But you need to be thinking about your take-home money because that's what really matters.
0: Yeah, exactly. And be realistic on it. I mean, everybody especially goes into the new year thinking, okay, I'm going to smash it this year and make a million dollars. But if you only made a hundred thousand in profit last year, how likely is it that you're going to make a million? I'd like to think so, but be realistic.
1: Right. Be real, be optimistic. But yeah, you know, there's a difference between having a glass half full Mm -hmm. and you know, thinking your cup is overflowing. And (laughs) being delirious. Yeah, like you've you've, got to look at things through clean eyes. And there's nothing wrong with, if you can, if you've got people around you, whether it's like Katie said, in your industry, people you work with, friends, family, whatever, run what you think by other people. And don't let what they say discourage you. But, you know, if something doesn't pass the smell test, you need to make sure that what you're thinking has some degree of realism or ask the tough questions to get there. So, um, the first step after you've determined that is now you're basically going to want to put together a model, a financial model, which again, sounds intimidating, but all mm-hmm. that really means is organizing your stuff, getting your things together, figuring out the real numbers that are going to shape what your year is going to look like. Yeah. The best way to start that is to look at the money you've already spent. And for a lot of people, you're not Especially if you're just starting, you're not keeping all your receipts yet, Mm -hmm. or you don't have, or even if you are, they're in a shoebox, they're not organized, you haven't been able to manage that, or you wouldn't be as interested in how to manage your finances. Right. So the best place to start is where the money's being spent, which is take out the last three months of your credit card statements, Mm -hmm. take out the last three months of your bank statements, and start to look at where you're spending your money. Mm -hmm. Because almost all of it in today's day and age is in one of those two. You're Mm -hmm. not buying a lot of things with cash. Right. Um and so there's going to be two key expense types that you're looking at there one is going to be those that are recurring Mm -hmm. and one that is those big one-off things like vacations or what have you the sorts of things maybe luxury items things like that you need to be able to look at what's happening over and over and over again so that you can start to develop the pattern and the plan for the year ahead Mm -hmm. what we like to do is with our credit cards you know for example we've got uh, we do some traveling and, and we like to be able to save for travel, things like that. So mm-hmm. our credit card or business card at least is one that's focused on providing us a lot of benefit when we travel and then giving us benefit back to allow for more traveling.
0: Yeah. Like you've got this hyper crazy credit card for travel. It's not What is it? It's,
1: it's uh, yeah, the, uh, the one that I use for, or well, we're both on like the corporate card that we use. Yeah. It's called the, uh, the world elite. Card, Which sounds a lot fancier than it is. I think it has no annual fee. So it's not like one of those like made out of titanium cards Um, But it has a few things that are really important One is it's got cash back on it for everything that we buy, which is Mm -hmm. always helpful regardless of what you're doing it's got a an enhanced cash back when we're using foreign dollars Which is a big thing that gets people when they spend their credit cards in the states Mm -hmm. or overseas because the exchange rates are crazy this one, the cashback af- actually covers that exchange rate right. discrepancy, which is really helpful. Um, and then it also has things like you know lounge access at airports and things like that, and all this nice perky stuff that uh, that helps when we're That's traveling. That's actually
0: useful versus like right. crap that a lot of credit card companies tend to offer you that you'll never use. Um, and then yeah, just in, even you get a lot of. Uh, credit cards that will offer you additional incentives or cash back for groceries and gas. So if you can be strategic in the ones you choose, you can get money back.
1: Mm -hmm. It's it's really, and you're able to identify to a better degree where your money's going and Mm -hmm. where you think it's going to go when you take a look at, at what you've been spending. And it doesn't mean so this doesn't mean go get six credit cards, get a credit card for groceries, yeah. get a credit card for no, gas, no. yada, 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 Yeah. figure out where you're spending your money and then be smart as you spend it. You know, if you do have two credit cards, which isn't unusual. Well,
0: I think we also want to say that you want to ideally have two credit cards, one for personal, one mm-hmm. for business, because that allows you to track your expenses a lot better and allows you to bucket things. I know... Um, you know, each month you kind of rectify, rectify, what's the word? The accounting word? Reconcile. Reconcile.
1: When you reconcile, it rectifies things. It's kind of the You're the thing.
0: CA, I'm not. So anyway, yeah, it allows you to reconcile things a lot easier if you have it all on a monthly statement.
1: That's right. <laughs> you do. So uh, once you've identified your expenses and you've started to get a little bit of a handle on what's recurring and, and to revisit recurring for a second, that doesn't mean it's something necessarily that you're paying every month. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of recurring expenses that are annual or quarterly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, for example, like, like the
0: membership being yeah. like, if you're a realtor, you're paying Toronto real estate board, yeah. um, uh, provincial, uh, fees and, and your dues, and yeah. dues and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and sometimes things like lease payments are monthly. Sometimes things like insurance might be once a year, it might be whatever. Yeah, it depends on
0: how you pay it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's another reason why, you know, you take three months to sort of identify those things that might be monthly or might be quarterly. You might still Mm -hmm. be missing things, especially if you do it now and you look at, you know, the end of the year, you might not catch those beginning of year annual expenses. So yeah. Don't look at those and make that the be all and end all, but it's a great way of identifying. Here's the stuff that I know I pay on a constant basis. And you can start to, to lay out what that looks like and what it's looked like historically. The next thing you do with those is you identify, like you talked about with credit cards, uh-huh. the stuff that has been personal and the stuff that has been for your business. Um, this is going to come in handy, not just in being able to budget how you're going to make your money and the money you spend to make money, mm-hmm. but also at tax time, uh, assuming you separate your expenses, even if you're, you know, a sole proprietor, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's different, uh, tax benefits, uh, for, for your business expenses versus your personal. And if you're not separating them and identifying them when you budget and keep track, you're going to run into a whole lot more problems, you know, if, and when you've got that shoebox at the end of the year and you're trying to figure out where all the money went.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And reconciling monthly is the goal just because you want to, keep a track on a monthly basis of where you're at. And it just eliminates that end of year like frazzled feeling you have because you're trying to put everything together at the last minute because it does take time.
1: For sure. Like even, even if you are working with an accountant who does your stuff, it's going to save you money in the hours they have to take to figure out what you did. Yeah. And beyond anything the more organized you are this is kind of the theme for everything the more organized you are the more it allows you to plan for the next year and the more it allows you to see what you're doing and track what you're doing in real time Mm -hmm. which we'll get to um in addition to the expenses obviously you want to be able to know what you brought in in the past year and what you plan to bring in 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 the year to come so this doesn't just mean for realtors for example like us um when i started And when a lot of people are starting, some of our agents right now, you know, you're a realtor, but you also might have, you know, a quote unquote day job, Mm -hmm. something that's bringing you a a static income. You need to identify the money that's known, that's coming in, Mm -hmm. lay that out in the same way you would the expenses. If you've got a salary, you know what your monthly dollars are going to be every month. But then because, you know, or if you're a salesperson, if you're working on commission, if you're working on variable income, contract work, whatever, you need to be able to set a good expectation for what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like you were talking about with, you know, identifying numbers of transactions you expect to do. yeah, um, You know, how much money each one's going to be, so on and so forth. And yeah. that helps plot into this plan when you're doing that. What lands up coming out is what would be what we'll call, again, maybe there's a better, it's basically your income statement for the year. It's a preliminary monthly income statement, which is, the profit or loss you should expect to make. Right. Can I
0: ask you a question? You can. Because you do the financing on our business and personal more so. Would you do an annual income statement first based on what you did last year and then break it down per month? Is that how you do it?
1: It's basically I'll take the stuff that we've talked about and that plots into a 12-month Okay, so you statement. look at
0: your monthly, like, you know, this right. is what I spent, like, these are the recurring expenses, these right. are the, okay.
1: And so, yeah, I mean, it, it gets more specific when it comes to things like seasonality of certain expenses and certain yeah. revenues, um, which is not something, I don't think we need to go there today. That's something that, you know, we've got a tool that, you know, we've built for for our agents and for our brokerage that allows people to lay it out over yeah. over a longer
0: Right, but you can even use like an Excel worksheet. Yeah, and yeah. just like plot it out like here are my revenue, here's my expenses for the year. Right. Um and do it that way. It can be really simple.
1: Well, I mean all I'm looking at it as is a total of the months.
0: Right. So it's yeah.
1: it's your monthly times 12. Yeah. basically. And if it's an annual expense then it's a times mm-hmm. 1. But mm-hmm. yeah, your your goal with this is not to get a monthly income statement, it's to get an annual income statement. Okay. It's just breaking it into parts to feed the whole so to speak rather than yeah well, coming you need, up with an yeah. estimate for the year
0: well when you start on a monthly basis i guess you're capturing your monthly expenses and right. being able to identify all of those right in order to put it into your annual income statement right. but, li- but then are you um are you putting it into each month like are you dividing it by 12 and then looking at each month from that perspective
1: you are you are at the end like at the end you are but the Mm -hmm. point here is just kind of
0: like an overall taking it into an overall
1: picture yeah okay but this is all going to be used like you're looking historically to help build your plan for next year Mm -hmm. so it's going in pieces to build something bigger as an expectation but then you take the something bigger and you break it down into pieces again so you can plan the year ahead got it month by month
0: and also, when you're going through this activity of identifying the recurring expenses, there's mm-hmm. a lot at that point that you can decide what. And I think are you gonna? I don't know if you're getting to this. Probably. We'll talk about it. Now, so. <laughs> um, but one thing that I think any entrepreneur has is a lot of monthly recurring expenses that they might not necessarily be using that much. So, for an example, uh, in realtor world, uh, we've got a staging we've got we do a lot of staging for Mm -hmm. our clients so we've got um the the locker storage locker but we've got a giant garage as well so one thing that we're working on over the next month is just transferring all the stuff that we have in our locker to a more organized garage once we clear it all out and that's going to save us 400 300 a month like that's a huge cost so when you look at those things there's a, maybe like crm systems or lead gen or whatever like there's a lot of stuff that a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up with mm-hmm. using on a monthly basis and then after a while you kind of have to take a look and figure out what you can cut down on
1: there's two sides to that too because definitely the first thing to do is to identify what you can cut yeah um and what you maybe. Uh, It's not even necessarily cutting down. Sometimes it's cutting altogether. Sometimes it's reducing. A good way to do that is to determine what benefit the cost is bringing you. If it's not an, if it's an optional cost. So you can't Mm -hmm. say, well, I'm going to cut the electricity. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, you know, whether it's lead gen or staging or whatever, there's that. But part of the reason you might do that is because there might be expenses you didn't spend. Mm -hmm. last year that Mm -hmm. you know you'd like to need to or want to spend this year like
0: facebook advertising or digital marketing or anything like that
1: whatever maybe you want to hire somebody an assistant there's so many things that might be in your thought process and you say okay that's an expense i want to have this year yeah but when you're able to look at your picture Mm -hmm. as it starts yeah you might be able to say great i'll add that in full stop Mm -hmm. or you might want to say it's really helpful to say, if I cut this and this and this, mm-hmm. that'll pay for this. Exactly. It's a reallocation yeah. of your expenses. Yeah. Um, and so part of the way to be able to determine all of that is you start with, you set that initial expectation of what you want to make this year. Mm-hmm. And granted, a budget and a plan is all estimates Regardless, you Mm -hmm. don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know if prices are gonna go up if your sales are gonna come in the way you want But you have to start somewhere. That's why it's a budget Yeah, so if when you've plotted all this in it's not giving you the number you want Mm -hmm. Maybe you're off by ten thousand dollars for the year, whatever it is, right? You need to take a look at what's there and that's part of the exercise of cutting it might be the exercise of determining where your revenue estimate might be off. Now, don't increase your sales arbitrarily to make your profit number hit, but it might be a case of, okay, if I were to spend this money here instead, would that increase my sales? Would that Mm -hmm. be a more sales-focused expense? Or what am I spending that's just not leading to any benefit? Mm -hmm. Um, Which then ties to the last thing, which is optional, but it's something that I think everybody should make a practice of Mm -hmm. which is adding what's called a contingency yeah and if you don't know what a contingency is it's basically call it a rainy day fund call it a things don't go as planned fund it's take 10 percent of your expenses or whatever number you're comfortable with and just add that in as a contingency expense Mm -hmm. and that is the unforeseen stuff that you either forgot to add or that ends up being more expensive than you thought it was going to be Or might be the sales you didn't make that you thought you were going to make. But by putting that cushion in there and still leaving your budget in a comfortable spot, it doesn't mean you work to the contingency. That's money you don't want to spend. right? But at least it gives you more of a closer to worst case scenario.
0: Right. It's a bit of a comfort level knowing that you got yourself covered a little bit more.
1: Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so when you've done all of that, this is, again, That's. Uh, this is all meant to be really high level. Do it in an Excel spreadsheet. Do it wherever you want. You don't need yeah. fancy software for any of this. Mm-hmm. Look it over. Go through as much historical stuff or brainstorming as you can to think about, what did I miss? Yeah. What am I not thinking? You know, When you're talking personal expenses, like for us,
0: yeah.
1: it could be anything. It could be childcare. It could be groceries. It could be how many times do you go out to eat?
0: Um, Every Friday we have pizza night, so we're spending $40 a a week on pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something we like to do with the kids, and it's created a tradition with our family with a movie um, every Friday. So it's not something we want to give up, but it's just important to know that that's what's going out on a weekly basis. The other thing is just even at this time of year, it's good just to audit exactly what is going out and anything that you could potentially cut down on. So for example, insurance. Like I go we we go every single year, um, you know, we get a renewal, it's gone up, and we kinda just like, All right, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but like what if you actually looked at that and shopped it around and maybe yep. you could save some money there. Um, same thing goes for I'm just trying to think other like, you know, if you've got a storage locker, maybe you could find a better deal somewhere else. Yep. Like
1: a- almost everything yeah. I can speak from experience. Yeah. But can be it, questioned.
0: Yeah. At the same time, though, you don't want to give up on the quality of what you're providing, especially when it comes to your business. So if you've got, you know, cert, like an actual product that you're offering or your bakery and you have, you know, certain bags that you use, you mm-hmm. obviously don't want to um, make any, what am I trying to say? Make any um, you don't like want to compromise mistakes. The compromise. That's what I was looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, you don't want that. It's a balance, but but there is a lot of, there's a lot of value if in taking some time to yeah. ask some questions, and may, and maybe it's not everything at once. You don't take three weeks to look at every expense and yeah. call every company and ask if they can no, do no. better. But, but, like,
0: but even like once a week, just set okay, this is the week I'm looking at insurance. This is the week I'm looking at. We just did the same thing with our internet or cable TV. Like we just cut what fifty
1: we cut it in dollars yeah and and that was just finding other solutions yeah you know they're out there and people get really caught up the same way you do with business practices and that this is the way we've always done it so this is how we're going to do it yeah it doesn't have to be that way because especially with technology and with competitors and and so many businesses out there there's people who want that extra dollar from you Mm -hmm. and they will fight for it in a way that'll save you money in the end so again, don't compromise quality, but definitely ask the tough questions.
0: Yeah, and just do the work, do the extra work. And as, you, as I said, break it down on a weekly basis and it's not going to become so overwhelming for you.
1: Right. And so when you've got all of that, you've now got what is the beginnings of a plan mm-hmm. and you lay it out how you see fit. For us, we do it monthly. We sort of break it into personal business by month. Yeah, And, and it allows us... The reason, like we said before, is not just so that you know what you want to do this year, but it's that you've got an accountability and you've got a metric against which you can look at every single month, every single day, if you want to see where am I tracking to what I thought I was going to do.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you don't know where you are, you're never going to know where you're going to go because you just don't, you're just like kind of flying out there, not doing it. Like, you know, just not being aware of what's going on.
1: You're not going to get it right the first time. No, And so don't be discouraged if things are falling off, but you need to use it as a way to both set better plans for the future mm-hmm. and even more importantly, to be able to adjust on the fly. Because mm-hmm. if you're a first year or if this is the first year you've checked your finances and you're now realizing, holy crap, yeah. I'm losing $1,000 a month when yeah. I thought I was making a 1000 you need to be nimble enough and... Yeah. Be aware of where the money's going Mm -hmm. to be able to make those quick changes. You don't want to wait till January next year to fix things. Yeah. If it's February and you're like, I'm losing way more money than I thought.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a trap that a lot of realtors fall into because they kind of see that commission check. And it's like, okay, great, this is what I earned. But really, like if you have a listing, you've probably paid for photography and staging and your broker fees and the cut that you pay to your brokerage every month, or sorry, every deal. So when you really look at it, it's that profit number that really is, that's the realistic number and that's the one you should be focusing on.
1: Yeah, it's take home money, Mm -hmm. deal by deal, month by month, whatever it is. and use the information like it's there don't just do a deal be happy you got a check or whatever make money off of something be happy you got paid and on to the next one Mm -hmm. did you actually get paid
0: yeah and did you yeah you did you manage your resources effectively there's a lot of ways that you can switch shuffle some things around that can make things work better for you on a financial basis
1: that's really where things should be left off is You need to set a foundation the same way you do for your strategic goals, for your financial goals. Mm -hmm. You need to have something that's easy to read, easy to understand, that's transferable, that anybody could understand to give you advice or or, or help you out. Um, And it'll help you with your current situation. It'll help you for planning. It'll help you at the end of the year when it comes to accounting and and paying your taxes. And it'll make you more efficient and more profitable in the end because you'll have a greater understanding of where your money's going and where it's coming from.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you have a family, you've got, you know, older kids that you can get involved in the process. I think that that can be really, um, effective and allow them to see exactly what's going out on a monthly basis. They don't need to see everything. But one thing that we started doing with our kids is our hydro bill is through the roof. Um, Mm -hmm. because you know, we've got, a big a bigger house and we've got a lot of lights that are kept on every single day yeah. so you know we walk through the house over the weekend and they counted like there's like 10 lights that were yeah. just on for no reason and that's an everyday occurrence for us so one goal that we've made with the kids is over the next month we're working on cutting down on that electricity and we're going to see how we do at the end and how that impacts our in uh,
1: Yeah, the Monthly bill, yeah. Yeah, and and it's a great one too because that's a visual bill that we get that actually shows us our rank in the neighborhood where we are basically last. I
0: think, I'm pretty sure that they tell everybody they're last, but I Mm. I believe we're kind of last. I believe
1: that we're last. (laughs) But, you know, it's, yeah, getting them involved and if they can understand it, Mm-hmm. You can understand it, yeah, right. Like that this is the level to which your financial planning should be. It shouldn't be something that's purposely complex. It should be purposely simple,
0: yeah, yeah. And if you don't if you want to waste if you don't want to waste your time or if you don't, if this is kind of just flying over your head, then it's it's okay to hire somebody, a professional that can just mm-hmm. help you through it. And they might be able to identify some tax savings that you were never able to do in the first place. So it might end up being, a good thing for you no financially question.
1: yeah yeah so with that um we're happy that you tuned in yeah thanks and for- uh we're gonna have more goodies to come in the future but in the meantime again be sure to follow us for more stuff subscribe mm-hmm. and uh, we will see you next time where we'll talk about some more good stuff for you and your business
0: have a good day